0: It's
1: the Mixed Morning Show. It's the Mixed Morning Show. It's the Mixed mix, mix. Mix. Mix Morning Show. We're joined on the Mixed Morning Show by a teacher right here in the Hanover School Division, Nathan Dick. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning. So, Nathan, uh, just to be clear, is not here to speak on behalf of the school that he teaches at or uh, on behalf of the Hanover School Division. You're here to talk as a teacher... And as a parent, am I correct? Mm-hmm. How many kids do you have and in, and in, in what grades? I've got one kid. He's in grade five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about uh, Bill 64, and um, there is this new education plan that um, they're trying to put through, which will eliminate the school boards and the trustees... And kind of amalgamated into one big board that'll oversee all of the divisions. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you think it's gonna help or hurt?
2: Well, I think my my biggest concern with that is right now we actually have a fairly direct line of communication to the people who are in charge of our children's education. You know, you talk to the teacher, if there's an issue, you can go on to the principal And beyond that, actually, the people you're talking to are still very local to you. If you aren't happy with something that happened at the school level, you can talk to the school board, um, or you can go directly to your trustees, and they live in your community. Now, well, after this bill, if it it gets passed, it will be: you go to the principal, then you'll have that parent council. As far as we know, and that's how it's been laid out so far. There's the parent advisory council then you have to go up to the provincial advisory, and then up to, I guess, that single school division, which I'm guessing is based out of Winnipeg, and then all the way up to, I guess, your political appointee, who's in charge of this. So I feel that we're actually creating more levels of administration. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, the concern is just that you're, there's less local representation.
1: Well, I'm wondering at what level of... Um, concern or action, if you have a parent council, if you bring forward an issue that is, to them, not a concern, how are they going to move forward? Whereas if you have an elected official that you've brought your concerns to, I think there's a little more motivation there to bring this issue forward.
2: I I would agree with that. I, I also don't know, we don't really know how these parent advisors are going to be made up, how they're going to be chosen, so we don't really know what kind of, um, or even what kind of um, powers they will have, right? That's that's a big concern. Right now, the school division and the trustees have a significant amount of say in how education happens at a local level, mm-hmm. and so I think that um, they uh, they can really make a large impact in your child's education. I don't know how much a parental advisory committee will have. But it's it's hard to really know until they outline what that what that board looks like and what their powers are i think i think the big thing for me actually is i'm really big on community and like our local community and keeping things in the community and i think about how many people are employed at the hanover school division office not just the superintendents the superintendents and assistant superintendents but there's all of our it staff there's all of the janitorial the payroll transportation people who do staffing, people who call subs. Like, all these people are integral to your child's education, even though they don't directly teach your children or directly impact them on a day-to-day basis. And all those jobs, as far as we know, are going to Winnipeg. Um, and that really, I think, has, has a big impact on me because I feel that we're losing a lot of our local autonomy and our local character and flavor.
1: What I have a hard time picturing is... Like, we know the amount of work that gets done just at the divisional level for one school division. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned all these different jobs. And the amount of work that gets done for one division. I can't picture one huge board that covers all these divisions and them actually getting that amount of work done for each of these sections, for, for all of these schools. Like, I, I can't fathom mm-hmm. that kind of one big board that oversees the entire province. That, that doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, and a lot of, I think a lot of people share the same confusion. Uh, myself included. Um, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to happen. Um, I do know I used to live in uh, overseas, and um, we lived in New Zealand. And their schools are essentially run as individual units, and so the principals end up becoming the business managers essentially, and so they end up having to go into the community regularly and do all the fundraising for their school and. They have to run a lot of the books and stuff, and I know that the problems said that's not how this is going to get run. But it's hard to really know um, what it's going to look like after the fact. So um, I know for, from experience working there that the principal was almost never in the school. Um, he was, the, the school I worked at—you know he showed up twice a week to high-five some people, <laughs> that was yeah. about it. Um, it was—he was out doing work in the community, trying to drum up, essentially, support for the school, and uh, the vice principal had to basically run everything, so she managed all of the day-to-day kind of behavioral issues, but really, in terms of professional development and as, like, leader teachers, because that's right now what our principals are. They're our our leader teachers. They really do inspire us uh, and push us forward in, like, professional development and expertise and experience. And... um, You just didn't get that.
1: Well, and and what they're looking to do with this bill is to take the principals uh, out of the teachers' union and just make them a manager of the school. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that'll be of any help?
2: As a teacher, I think many teachers and principals have concerns about this, um, partly because principals are, as teachers, they're our advocates and our allies. We're, we're like, co-employees with them. Um, and they really do advocate for us with the school division. Um, they also provide a lot of professional development for us. Um, they also inspire us to be better teachers, um, and they do really help, I guess, increase the gears of how a school works. Um, they're integral to that. My concern is if it becomes more of an adversarial relationship, more of a, a boss-employee relationship rather than a co-worker relationship but that could really change the dynamics of the
1: school well right now the principal is classes. part of that education process and mm-hmm. i think with this new plan it would kind of remove some of that and just kind of make them an overseer or a boss of to make sure this ship is running um yeah, yeah. so the manitoba government yeah. is saying we're spending way too much money more than other provinces and our um Numbers as far as where our kids are scoring is lower. Mm -hmm. How do you see this plan drawing a parallel from saving money by eliminating the school boards and trustees? And how do you think that's going to equate to the kids' grades going up?
2: That is a very good question. I mean, there's a number of points that we could talk about there. I think the first one is that the way we score tests with standardized tests It's all about how you read the data, right? You can read it to say that we're scoring very poorly. You can um, account for other irregularities, right? So depending on how you compare two countries or even two provinces, um, it's not necessarily direct correlative, like our numbers are lower, therefore we're scoring poorly. But we actually have to compare things like socioeconomic status. We have the highest number of children living in poverty in Canada. we know that fact from Statistics Canada, so that affects negatively students' performance, particularly in standardized tests. So, if we control for that, um, we can actually see that Manitoba's results aren't really that much lower. Um, I think on the side of like saving money, I mean, we just have to look at the healthcare reforms from a few years ago to see that initially there was some reduction in overhead in um, administration but it seems at least from people i've talked to in the healthcare session that a lot of those overheads that come back um, we actually have more administrators now than we used to because our regions are bigger they take more more people to kind of micromanage um, so those are my two concerns i think if we could reduce cost that would be excellent because it is good if we can reduce the cost of things but the big talking point that the province has is that they want to put money into the classroom I think putting on my parent hat, this is where I, um, I'm i most interested, um, because I guess first of all, what does it mean to put money in the classroom? There's only, a, as far as I can think of it, three ways. You can either hire more teachers, so make smaller class sizes essentially, so more classes with fewer kids, hire more EAs, so that's more support for learning, and EAs are a vital part of our education system. I um, my child that I have in school, he um, he has disabilities, and so he needs support.
1: Yeah, um, my wife is an EA. I am a huge advocate yeah. for EAs. Exactly, yeah.
2: and I think they they provide such a vital service mm-hmm. to your kids, um, a vital service to teachers. We could not do our job without them. That's another way we put money into the into the classroom. Or the other one is, I guess, just building more infrastructure. But infrastructure costs money, so I guess that would be. Putting money into the classroom, so to
1: speak. Yeah. Well, this plan, I, it, to me, it seems like the most drastic attempt that they've made to save money. I mean, to to eliminate um, the, the the school boards and to eliminate the local trustees um, is is a massive change with a lot of jobs lost. I mean, somewhere they have to save money. If this isn't I, the answer, yeah. then what is?
2: I guess the question is. saving money always the best option. I mean, education is not a business. I mean, people do run it as a business, but it's not a business. It's an investment in the future. And our population is growing, so that investment will cost more. Um, You know, and so I just think that, like, ultimately, um, there are some things that are are worth paying more for, right? And, And education, I think, is one of the things that um definitely worth paying more for Healthcare is another thing definitely worth paying more for i think for me a lot of it comes down to the fact that it feels I mean, they, they, they use the rhetoric of money to talk about it but this particular government seems seems to love being very paternalistic and somewhat authoritarian and um i look at i look at the way that our premier, for instance has talked to us as manitobans about covid um And the number of times he sort of scolded us for bad behavior, (laughs) Mm. Um, you know, uh, like a bunch of teens. It sets the tone. It
1: sets the tone. Yeah, exactly. And I
2: feel that this is sort of the same thing. Mm. I know better than you about how school should be done. You know, I was a teacher for two years back in the 70s. He was from 76 to 79. Yeah. So was our Um, prime minister.
1: He taught uh, drama. He was? Yeah. 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 For a little while, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: and um, and so I just think like um there's this there's this father knows best kind of um tone that he's taken with us. Um mm. uh, and I think that his particularly on the um the COVID restrictions side of things, it's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um both for people that don't agree with him on his restrictions or for those who uh, agree but um you know, feel that like you know, we're adults. We can follow the rules. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, you don't need to lecture us about it, right? Yeah, um, and uh, and so I uh, I feel that like this is another sort of side of that thing. It's sort of um, you know we know best. So we're going to actually take all that control that you had locally, that autonomy you had, um, that ability to kind of be your own thing and represent your local community. And instead, we're going to take that, or even We're going to tell you how you have to do it. Um, We're going to make the rules the same for everybody. We're going to keep it one way. And I feel that that's sort of a lot of the focus of this is to actually remove any local autonomy so that we, um, you know, sure, you may trim a little bit of fat here and there sometimes, but um, you're going to lose a lot in that process. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've only heard a very small handful of people that think that this is the right way to go. I'm, I'm not sure mm-hmm. how this bill is um, has made it this far, um, and mm-hmm. and and I'm not. I don't work for the school division. I had kids in school. I don't anymore. But my grandkids are just starting to get into the school division. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm I'm wondering how this bill is is even getting close to passing when there's this many people that um, think this is the wrong plan.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing they did is they they didn't announce what was in the bill until what, a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah, yeah. That's one way that they yeah. managed to kind of keep it on the books for this long.
1: Yeah. But
2: I think, um, I mean, that being said, like, there are some things I see as a positive. There are always, like, pros and cons to any, anything. And so the one thing I do see as a positive um, is actually the fact that with the new mention of standardized tests, they actually want to take away the standardized tests from grade 12. And so... The, the pro I see of that is that it takes a lot of stress off um, grade 12 in their final year. Um, right. I don't remember a lot about my own schooling experience, to be honest, but I do remember grade twelve, and it was a great year. Um, you build a lot of really lasting friendships. Um, some of the people who are still I'm still closest with, I really you know we really um, strengthened our relationships during that last year. Yeah, so that's a big thing. Also, too, from my experience in New Zealand, what's what's interesting there is. After grade 10, which is the last year of the standardized test on this new um, bill, um, after grade 10, students can, if they get permission from their parents in the school, leave school. Um, And instead of going on to the equivalent of grade 11 and 12, they can actually go on to a trade school and pursue a trade so that they're finished all of their um, apprenticeships and work experience by the time they're 18. They're fully fledged workers in the workforce. Yeah. I see that as a huge pro. Um, having worked in the high school before, there are kids who are in grade eleven and twelve who are basically just there to jump through the hoop so they yeah. can get into the workforce. So they can and, have the
1: diploma and say they made it. Right, because they have yeah. to, because
2: you yeah. need a diploma to, to do anything. And so I feel that uh actually there's a lot of kids that if we this is, this could be a step in that direction if we ever went there. And uh I think it really can benefit students for whom school is really not the place for them. There's a big education that they can get out in the real world or out in a different kind of program that they can't get at a school. Yeah. Schooling is just one form of education. And so I feel that uh, like that is a step that could be in a positive direction if, if we kind of take it to its logical conclusion. Um, so so that's one thing that I see as a positive from them
1: yeah well I really appreciate your input on this and um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there um, there just needs to be more talk about this before they just move forward uh, oh, I, I just yeah. think they need to uh, use their ears before uh, before they you know put the put everything on the chopping block so again mm-hmm. thank you Nathan I really appreciate your input on this yes you're welcome it's the Mix morning Show. it's the Mix- we're joined on the morning show by Boone Pomerath. Um, Boone, what are your thoughts on Bill 64 and the idea of getting rid of all of the uh, different uh, school boards and just having one governing body that, that would look over all of the divisions?
0: I don't think it's a very good idea because uh, having one person with all that power and not having the reach to each uh, the of the people at the lower level, I mean the parents, guardians and grandparents and all those folks they just not it's just far too um they're too far apart i mean now with the trustees we're able to reach out to them and, and express our feelings and we can give them advice on the communities and on how to make things better but with this system there's just no way to do that i mean they have this um advisory board like parental advisory board but i don't really believe that's very effective because again it's it's not their job you know we all have jobs especially this cold COVID world right now where we have uh some of them very struggling to get through and then we're expected to have these folks that have basically a side job that pays nothing to help the school system
1: well you look at how big the hanover school division is just just use that one as an example and how many schools are in the hanover school division and all these trustees that make decisions for all of those schools and try to represent them all equally um, yeah. That's a tough job in itself. I can't imagine a board that is covering like all of the schools and all of the divisions in uh, the entire province. Right. There would that's, be so much been, that would be right. overlooked.
0: And this person, I mean, I, I don't care how how amazing you are as a person. There's no way that you can see see all the nuance in every division and know everything. It takes a lot more folks to make a proper decision. Especially something that's uh, relevant to the community because we have many communities, uh, many divisions around here. but are not all the same. Yeah. You we know, all have different needs.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, do you agree that something needs to be done? I mean, because Manitoba is spending more money on education per student than any other province, but our numbers are really low. Do you, like, do you agree they have to do something?
0: Oh, definitely. um But. The system doesn't need to be thrown away because it's not getting the, the right result. I and mean, it can always be optimized. I, I don't know about this because that's not my job. That's their job to figure that out. But throwing uh, basically the baby away with the bathwater is not a good idea. I mean, how do we know this is going to be a new system because it's not tested for us? Yeah. Maybe it's been done for other provinces and and it's been effective. But we're not the same as other provinces. Like, one thing in Manitoba that we have that the most... Uh, so-called successful school system don't have is that we have a high percentage of, of uh, natives. High school attainment level is uh, across Canada seventy-two percent. I mean, seventy-two um, percent graduation, but like in the native communities in, in Manitoba, way way underneath everybody else, sixty-four percent. So that number is skewing the mark. It's not the school system, right? That, that's um, that, that's broken. In Hanover, for example, is it, an amazing school system. They're very good at producing like high-level overachievers that go on to make really, really good uh, careers and, and, and mark the world for, for, for themselves. But uh, they're not concentrating on, on fixing the problem here, in my opinion. They're kind of uh, glossing over the whole thing and thinking this new system going to fix everything. But focus on the
1: problem. See, my I thought mean, is how is... Because I know they're spending a lot of money on um, having these individual divisions or, and, and, and boards. Um, but how is saving money there i can't i can't draw a parallel line from saving money by breaking up the divisions um and 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 eliminating the boards i'm not sure how that equals to the average um grade of our kid getting higher i can't draw that I, I parallel don't
0: see the coalition. <laughs> I, I cannot see the coalition either
1: I don't know what the solution is. Like, we do have to save money. We do need to get our kids' grades higher. But I don't think this is going to do that. But that's my thoughts. I, I don't know what the right thing is, but uh, I don't think this is the way to go.
0: Yeah, I think there's more uh, studies that need to be made to, you know, kind of like the uh, plumber analogy. Uh, you don't throw away all the, the pipes in your house because of one leak. You find out where the leak is and then fix it then and there, and then your house is good to go for like 25 years. So this is the part that's missing out on it. We need to find where, why we so low. I think we pretty much know why, and, and there needs to be help in that area, not uh, messed up areas that are already doing well, such as the Hanover Studio Region.
1: I really and, like that analogy. Don't throw out all the pipes because there's a leak.
0: Yeah, find out where it's leaking and fix that.
1: I like that. Boone, thank you very much. I really appreciate your uh, perspective on this.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's the next morning show.